First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Todd Furness is, do I say pronounce that properly? Yeah. Yeah. Is the author of the just released uh, book, The 60% Solution, Rethinking Healthcare, which offers a bold new vision of how to radically improve the availability and affordability of healthcare. And Todd is on the line now. Good morning. Good morning. I got to admire somebody who can put uh, Zapruder and Bigfoot and uh, COVID in the same sentence. Well, uh, Bigfoot was at the scene of the. Uh, okay. He was on the grassy knoll. Right, right. He was the guy holding the umbrella, <laughs> so nobody could see all his hair. Oh Lord. Okay. Uh, so the question this morning, Todd, is um, vaccine and the anti-vaxxers and the vaccine skepticism. Are are we in a, a position where we could be losing our opportunity at herd immunity? Well, I think you got a question. That's a, a short sentence with a lot of questions. Yeah. So I think there's a question about what, what is herd immunity, and I haven't heard a consistent answer. But um, I think the other question is where where do we stand right now? Yeah. And where we stand right now is over 45 percent of all adults have already been fully vaccinated. The number of people who've gotten their first shot, which means they should be 70, 80 percent protected. That, already is north of seven, uh, north of 65 percent and if you look at people over 65 years old that number is over 70 percent so if you add that number to the to the number of folks who have already had the virus which is about 10 percent of our population you know you're getting pretty close to a big number and then the you, you also got a question what about people who have just a natural immunity to it and then lastly you got to say hey, what about some people who just shouldn't get the vaccine, like uh, women of childbearing age or young children? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a question around, hey, we may have already gotten past the threshold. And I think that the whole commentary around herd immunity is such a moving target that it's not really a credible argument, at least from my perspective thus far. Well, you, you bring up a couple of interesting points that uh, are not considered. We're so black and white with everything, it seems, right? But you forget about the fact that there are people, we believe, I mean, we still, there's a lot that we don't know about this virus, but I I believe there are people out there that are immune to this. Um, There are countless stories of a a family of five testing positive for the virus, but one of them of the five never gets it and continues to test, but continued to test negative. So why is that? Is it possible that person, there is an immunity to, to the virus and then there are the people who, who have had it, like uh, a couple of us here in the studio. Um, how long is our immunity going to be uh, going to be good for? So there are other factors that uh, that I guess are promising towards us reaching that point of of a, a safe level for what we can call herd herd immunity. Well, and I think this is why you got to stay in touch with your primary care physician and, yeah. and you know make sure you're doing the right things to the extent that you can. You know, it's funny when we were growing up. At least my mom was very good about this. She would, you know, wail on me all the, all the time, saying, "Hey, you need to eat right, sleep right, and get some exercise. Go out and play, for gosh sakes." Right. And at the end of the day, all the studies show that if you do those three things, then your chances of either getting the virus or suffering from the virus uh, disproportionately are likely to be diminished. So. The real issue is, you know, take care. You got to take care of yourself. Stay in touch with your primary care physician. I read a lot. I write a lot about this in my book, and then. Uh, and do smart things with regard to the decision making you're you're exercising. So, in your book, how do you uh, how do you rethink healthcare? What uh, what's the you know? And I realize it's a it's a book, but uh, in a nutshell, 
What are you saying? Well, I'm saying that there are five major uh, components to a system called the healthcare industry, and that they work together. And we need to fix these five things. We need to change human behavior to go uh, engage with their primary care physicians more and stay ahead of care. So it's preventative in nature. That's not a new idea. We need to fix the systems that prevent us from really understanding price, and we need to which are different from the pricing transparency issue, but just the systems mm-hmm. themselves, like accounting and IT, that prevent us from moving and having true competition from one physician to another or one healthcare provider to another. Third thing is we need to have pricing transparency. And then fourth thing is we need to really elaborate or expand the way we use health savings accounts to create more tax-advantaged money. And then fifth, we need to just do whatever we can to get rid of some of this hyper-regulation of an industry. Uh, we have so many people in bed with us when we go to the doctor, we don't mm-hmm. even realize it. So, for example, uh, real quickly, right now, United Healthcare is buying physician practices. This, is, this issue is largely flown under the radar screen from the national media. But that means that when you go to the doctor, you don't know if you're going to the physician, to the clinic, to somebody affiliated with the hospital, or somebody who's working for the insurance company. Mm. And the insurance company, what they're doing is they're saying, now, now all of a sudden they're saying, we, you can't, we're not going to include any more doctors in our network. We're going to reduce the reimbursement rates to our doctors who are already in network, and we're going to drive all the traffic we can to, to employed physicians, and we're going to control the referral network. Yeah. So all of that, to me, just screams anti-competitive behavior. Yeah, you're not. Uh, it's not thinking about what's best for the patient. Maybe what's best for the uh, for the insurance company or for the business. Right. Which, which really was best for the shareholder of the insurance right, company right. and the CEO. How much have uh, have lawsuits played a role? Um, healthcare lawsuits to the point where you know when you walk into your 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 physician, you have a lot of restrictions that are imposed by insurance companies, but also. I think attorneys have played a role in this as well, saying here's how we're going to protect it. we're going to protect the hospital network. Um, it, it seems like a, a physician today, it's all about paperwork and massive amounts of paperwork. The average number of nurses per doctor in certain major metropolitan areas now is between seven and nine. And most of those folks are simply doing scheduling and claims processing. Wow. So you're spot on. And that's one of the big areas that I talk about in the book also, which is the, just the amount of unbelievable waste yeah. that exists yeah. in the model. And the reason for that is because we don't have consumerism in the industry. If I said to you, hey, you know, Bo, I'd, I'd like you to understand uh, what the price of this is, your answer would be, well, your, your copay, dot, 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 or your deductible, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. It's not the price. That's just the amount of, that you have to come out of pocket, right, right? right? or that I have to come out of pocket. And so we're not asking the right questions anymore. And one of the things I've advocated is that we put more money into HSAs and create more consumerism in the marketplace. You know, if I, had, if I got to be king for a day, which, God forbid, uh, would be <laughs> fun, but I, what I'd want to do is give ultimately 100 million soccer moms $10,000 at the beginning of the year and say, whatever you don't spend during the course of this year, you get to keep you would see a level of negotiation in the industry unparalleled and unrivaled because moms make about 95% of all healthcare decisions for the entire family. 
and so they're going to they're going to do what's best for the for the for the child or the loved one, and they're going to be very very uh, pecunious about how they spend their money. Very interesting, uh, and you know we're we're a society that really doesn't pay attention to you. We, you're right; we pay attention to our our copay. Medicine costs twenty bucks, right? That's what your copay is. You have no idea yeah, so, what what it really costs. So I'm going to have a like you know I'm going to have a knee replacement because my out of pocket's twenty bucks. The surgery right. costs thirty five thousand or so. Right, right. But wait a minute, my only my out of pocket's twenty bucks, so I'm good with that. Yet I don't know that I want to be in a position where um, I'm looking for the cheaper deal. The uh, well, this one all this one's going to do it for nineteen thousand. And they'll um, throw in lunch. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I guess we got to find a, a happy balance in there. Well, it would not surprise you that there are emerging organizations that do quality as- assessments of the physicians for all of these practice areas. And they're now able to take data that comes from CMS and from other organizations and then triangulate and say, all right, here's the, here's the best value, meaning the highest, uh, the, the lowest price and the highest quality available. And so those metrics exist right, and you can right. make a risk based decision. It's kind of like saying, if I, if I said to you, Hey, you need an oil change. Now, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I knew how to change, change the oil 16. It was a VW van. I couldn't even tell you what the heck is going on in my yeah, Audi no, A8, yeah. right? Right. So, but I do know how to how to evaluate whether or not to take it to the dealer versus take it to the Jiffy Lube. Right. And I can say what what are the benefits of and detriments of going to the to the dealer versus the Jiffy Lube, and I'm willing to make that decision. And it doesn't mean I'm always going to go to the dealer. It may mm-hmm. mean hey, I just I'm at three thousand miles. It's time to change the oil. I'm gonna pay yeah. twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, Todd. The book is uh, the book. I'm assuming is all over uh, the sixty percent solution. Rethinking healthcare. Uh, I'm assuming wherever you buy books, it's available. That's right. I'm encouraging people to go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. They're great outlets, and you can get them right away. Okay, Todd. Thanks so much. We'll do it again. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. I enjoyed right. it. Okay, Todd Furness. Uh, the book is the sixty percent solution. Rethinking healthcare. You got to wonder. I mean, you don't. Um, you you just look at your bottom line. This is what I pay, right? There's no question. And but I agree with you on this whole deal where, you know, the competition thing is great, but how far are we going to go with this? Uh, absolutely. And you, as you mentioned, uh, you look at the bottom line. Um, I had in January uh, a procedure to clean up my knee a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was actually just week last week fighting with uh, one of the billing offices because the way it worked was, like, I got a bill from the doctor, I got a bill from anesthesia, I got a bill from the place where the surgery was held in, right? You get, like, four different places, mm-hmm. send me a bill. Well, one of them, for some reason, I think this is the reason, because in most cases, and it is here, your insurance is, like, January to December. Well, my, my procedure was done January 7th, the first week of January. So as I was visiting and going through all these procedures, I had insurance for 2020. My card, I still had insurance, but it didn't, it rolls over on the first. So they didn't have my new card with my new code and my new account number. Right. So that, that one particular bill didn't go in through insurance. It was like $3,500 that I got in the mail. And so I'm fighting with them to go through the insurance, but it's, you know, it's <laughs> your outlook on whether or not it was worth it was like, wait a minute, I got to well, pay how much? But what is interesting, though, is when you bought your your vehicle or you bought, um, I don't know, the chainsaw that you uh, that you, you used to cut up the wood for your fire pit, 
Do you, you you probably looked at the price? It's like, well, I can get this one for you know seventy nine dollars, right? Versus the one forty nine they want over here. I'm going to get this one. Correct. Um, did you know how much that surgery was going to be before you went in? Your little cleanup on the knee. Mm-mm. Did you check on it? No, we never do. That's not something you normally do when you walk into a. So you're going to get a knee replacement, or you're going to you're going in for a, a cancer surgery. I had no clue what that was going to cost. You don't ever. It's not like you asked. Well, but in that case, because I could get it done over here for about two thousand dollars cheaper. We never do that. No, and but I'm not sure we should either. The cancer thing is for real. I'll I'll tell you. I have a piece of glass still in my foot. There's still wow. a piece of glass in my foot. I've had three pieces removed, all by civilians. Who uh, I'm like, <laughs> hey. Just His neighbor uh, is like, yeah, yeah, I'll cut that open for you. But it's still in there. Well, there's there's a four, at least one more. There's at mm. least a fourth piece in there. But I'll tell you, the reason I don't want to go is because I know the routine. I, I am factoring money here where I've had three pieces removed by people who who just, you know, one of them works in a at a local medical office, but she's not a doctor or a nurse. But it's like I gotta pay. I gotta pay sixty to go see my my specialist, my physician, so they can refer me to a specialist who's probably gonna send me to a third place. Mm-hmm. Well, how much am I gonna pay to get this piece of glass out? I, I'm not saying we don't consider the cost because we do, mm-hmm. but we don't say. And how much is this gonna be? Uh, I just wanna. That is true. Because I, I I'd like to get a second opinion on. You know, on my way over here, I saw the other urgent care in the window had a buy one get one special. I don't know. Do you guys match right. prices? That's exactly. Or? Yeah. yeah. We don't. And <laughs> it's almost kind of like what he's saying there. I know we're taking it to a bit of an extreme, but uh, I'm not sure we want healthcare to go there. I completely agree with yeah. you. I completely agree. Uh, and maybe a little more, you know, it's a little more competitive. That would be a, a really nice thing. But uh, I'm not sure we want to go all the way with it. 